It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 312, Jesus and the woman caught in adultery. John 8, and everyone went to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning, he came again into the temple, and all the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery, and when they had set her in their in their midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in this very act. Now Moses in the law commanded as such that this person would be stoned. What do you say? I think it's interesting that Jesus at night goes to the Mount of Olives. <laughs> this story actually starts at the Mount of Olives. The, the Mount of Olives would um, also be the Garden of Gethsemane later. Uh, location and light, location, so important. Uh, the Mount of Olives will be the place of betrayal. Um, it'll be the the place of uh, uh, where Jesus is betrayed by a kiss. Um, it's also a place of intercession. Um, this is where the story starts. The chapter didn't have to start with this Mount of Olives moment here, but um, there's something to be said uh, about the Old Covenant, New Covenant um, interacting here. So Deuteronomy 22, 22 um, basically declares that uh, this is you know, this woman should be stoned to death for her sin. But it was a trap. I mean, the Roman law, and we've covered this before, um, said that the Jews could not um, kill anyone. This is why Jesus later had to be, when he was condemned by the Sanhedrin, he was later taken to Pontius Pilate to give him the death sentence. The Jews didn't have the right to do that unless someone did something horrific and heinous to the temple. There was a rare exception. Uh, Jesus didn't do that. And nor did this woman. And she gets caught in adultery. You know, the Jewish law from Deuteronomy says she can be stoned, but the Roman law didn't allow for it. So there's a trap here going on. They're always trying to uh, bounce Jesus. Again, there's, there was probably a Roman authority figure or someone taking notes to tell the Romans if Jesus did, did stone the woman. That doesn't happen. Jesus sees through the trap, but he doesn't just see through the trap. Um, he, he does something completely better. You know, so you don't try to trap God. <laughs> He sees right through it, and it's kind of like asking uh, asking Jesus a question which had a, um, a false purpose. He'll turn it around on you, and that's what's happening here. Um, Jesus, you know, he turns the tables, right? He, he, flips, um, he flips the switch. I think there's another connotation here that he, he just completely turns it on its head, right? Um, what I find utterly fascinating is this writing that he does. Um, I love this. I just absolutely love it. John 8, 6. This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which they could accuse him. But Jesus stooped down, 
wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear them. I love how he just ignored them. <laughs> he just, I mean, of course he heard them, but he, he acted like he ignored them and he writes with a finger. Theologians forever has been, have been trying to debate what did he write. Um, a, couple, a couple even suggest he wrote the names of the women that these Pharisees who are accusing him of that they were having adultery with, which is uh, almost hilarious. Um, others say that he was uh, responding with other scriptures um, or he was uh, potentially writes mercy triumphs over judgment, right? That That's in the word before too. And that's clearly the message that he's going to be communicating. But the finger of God, you know, that goes back to, uh, that's in the court of Pharaoh is the finger of God being used. Um, the writing on the wall in the time of Daniel I just love, though, how he ignores them um, and all the different things he could have written. And in the book of Revelation, it says that write these things down, but seal it for the time has not come for it to be revealed. There's a lot of nuances. uh, uh, Nuance isn't the right word, but there's a lot of uh, hidden things in the Bible where things are said or written, but not revealed yet. Um, but it clearly revealed itself um, in the fear of the Lord uh, and the messaging that mercy clearly triumphs over judgment in this case. And those Pharisees, those teachers of the law that accuse Jesus here are trying to trap him. It backfires because um, they surely didn't pick up a stone, right? Jesus has the answer to every God has the answer to every question. <laughs> he has a wisdom for every trap and he has brilliance for every moment. John 8 7. So when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Technically He's just saying, you you be first. It, he actually isn't saying Moses was wrong. He's just saying, you first. <laughs> and of course, um, now applying that whole thing about the Romans, right? You can't actually stone, you can't actually kill someone with that Roman permission. It, whoever does it first actually falls into this trap too, right? So... Um, He's clever is the wrong word to call Jesus. Uh, His his wisdom is his peace is beyond understanding. In this case, I almost say just wisdom is too. Um, It's just so um, he has the perfect answer for every trap that they have for him. John eight eight. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. So he's writing more things down. Perhaps a few guys still held their stones tightly, right? And then he maybe wrote down their girlfriend's names (laughs) or something, you know. Um, Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in their midst. Honestly, religion is dumb. Rules, rules, rules. It's all for the purpose of control. 
why Jesus navigated this realm, um, you know, it, it's hard to understand. I mean, true authority is is Jesus. True authority is God. And and the fact that he even just took the time to go down and rebuke these guys um, just tells you how much he loved this woman and how much he, he loves us. True authority usurps control. Um, all of this was the application. I mean, you think about it from the perspective um, of what we know now, right? You can see that they were using the law and twisting it to their advantage to try to trap someone. The manipulation to have the woman killed. I mean, one of these guys could have actually given up his own adulterous uh, woman and framed her just to have her killed by Jesus to bust Jesus. The manipulation and the twisted twistedness of truth and the application of a a truth of the law, but bending it to your purposes is what they were doing. And that's how twisted religion can be. True religion um, is, is to love the orphan, right? <laughs> is to care for those in need. This is a case of um, using religious principles and law um, to kill a person, to frame another. Can, can you see how disgusting that is, right? Um, Jesus came to, to love and provide mercy and redemption more than anything. Mercy truly triumphs over judgment. John eight ten. And when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of years now? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you and sin no more. You can imagine, like, she didn't sin anymore. When she looked into his eyes, I mean, it's like that uh, first season of The Chosen, which I always kind of go back to um, with Mary Magdalene, when she looks into his eyes um, and she sees the, the, the true love of Christ, um, she, she never needs anything else. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Then this goes back to tabernacles. It's that um, the flicker of light was part of the tabernacle. It was part of the, uh, <laughs> the, the tabernacle, the candlesticks. Uh, what I think is interesting is that one of those interpretations of the um, the the writing on the wall, the time of Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar, after Nebuchadnezzar, um, his, his descendants, uh, it says the flicker, what, one of the interpretations was that, um, that there was, they said in the tabernacle, when you lit the, the candlesticks, the menorah that was inside the tabernacle, there would be a flicker upon the wall. And then when those, those candlesticks were illegally lit, um, in the palace in Babylon, um, that's when the light, that's when the, the writing was on the wall. Um, and here's Jesus saying, I'm a writing. <laughs> At this time when you're celebrating the tabernacle, uh, when, the, when, those, uh, uh, when you celebrate me, uh, I am declaring I am uh, 
the light of the world. And whatever's hidden, I'm going to expose. But more importantly, my mercy triumphs over judgment. And if you have been in any type of adulterous relationship, you're forgiven. Jesus pulls this lady up from the ground and and he says, you are not going to be judged. You are forgiven. And if you come to me and you receive my mercy and you receive my grace, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Please make sure to subscribe, like, review, or share your podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. Check out the website, messagetokings.com, or feel free to contact us at messagetokings at gmail.com.